It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Pig farmers are to get an emergency payment worth up to €20,000 each from a total of €7 million in supports which have been announced by government. The Dáil has been hearing of the difficulties being faced by farmers on the Béara Peninsula because of the suspension of the Dursey Island cable car service at the end of next month. A number of important CAP strategic plan information sessions for farmers are set to take place around the country, including Cork. A regenerative agriculture pilot initiative launched this week has been described as one of the most ambitious undertaken by Diageo. And John O'Connor has more on the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. Pig farmers are to get an emergency payment worth €20,000 each. The Agriculture Minister, Charlie McConnellogue, says the sector has suffered serious financial loss over the past number of months because of rising feed costs and falling prices for pigs. A total of €7 million Euro will be divided among Ireland's 300 commercial pig farmers. It will be paid to all finisher pig farmers who are members of the Board Bia Quality Assurance Scheme. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellogue, addressed the doll this week on the initiative in the pig sector. I was pleased yesterday then and um, importantly felt uh, in terms of taking action at national level uh, to announce a support scheme with a fund of €7 million Euro and uh, which will allow for partial compensation payments in the region of €20,000 to pig farmers. I delivered this package following uh, thorough engagement with the IFA and its National Pig Committee and grateful to the support of my Cabinet colleagues for approving this support package yesterday. It is an emergency response as an urgent short-term solution to assist producers that would be viable but uh, for the current extreme uh, market circumstances. Um, it is the biggest, uh, I believe, uh, package that there has been for the sector at any stage over in the country's history. Um, and it's a reflection of the challenge that the sector is under at the moment. And it's also uh, at the maximum level, €20,000, which is available under the, uh, the state aid de minimis uh, uh, rules. 20000 is the, the maximum that can be awarded to any one farm under that. And that is the, the, and that is the, the mechanism which we are using to introduce this scheme and in order to ensure that it can be got, got to farmers as quickly as possible at a time where they're under immense pressure. This support scheme is, um, is, 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 is and I, I believe it is, it does reflect the challenge that they're under. And I know, uh, I assure you that my department and the agencies will continue as well to do all they can to support pig farmers through the, the difficult period ahead. As we're all aware, farmers are facing increased fertiliser prices um, due to factors outside of their control as well. In a more broad sense, energy prices remain well above 2021 levels. Uh, An increased global demand continues, particularly from the big grain-producing nations. 
increased transport costs um, and EU-imposed impo tariffs and duties on certain third-country imports also add to these prices. Again, this is an issue I have raised uh, consistently at EU Council level. The spike in prices will have an impact on farm margins in uh, 2022, but farmers led by advice from my own department in Chugusk are taking steps to reduce usage and mitigate where possible the worst effects of the increases. Last year as well, deputies had tasked Chugusk with laying out a credible roadmap to help farmers reduce their dependency on chemical fertiliser in the short and medium term. And last month, they launched the 2022 Soils, Nutrients and Fertiliser campaign at Chugusk Valley Hayes College in response to the unprecedented fertiliser price levels. This roadmap can be good for the environment, but particularly importantly, good for the pocket at the moment. And there's undoubtedly, and I think we'll all know this, undoubtedly a lot more that we can, can get out of the, use, the effective use of organic fertiliser in terms of how it's applied when it's applied and maximising its, maximizing its capacity as well to reduce costs and, and grow grass. I've written also to the European Commissioner uh, examining the effect of the European market of removing anti-dumping measures and a decision is expected shortly in this. Minister Charlie McConnellogue. Well, President of the Irish Farmers Association, Tim Cullinan, said the payment is badly needed, but it might not be enough to resolve the crisis in the pig sector. The pig sector is going through an extremely difficult period at the moment. Obviously, the extraordinary increases in the cost of feed is bringing pig farmers to the brink. And look, any measure that would help to alleviate the pressure on farms would be welcome. The price of feed has increased anything up to 60%. And farmers are losing anything from 35 to 40 euros a pig at the moment. And for the entire herd, this is approximately 2.5 million per week that farmers alone are losing. And it's a massive cost to be able to carry at the moment. So I think the minister will have to relook at it in the days ahead again. Tim Cullinan. A number of important CAP strategic plan 2023-2027 information sessions for farmers are about to begin across the country. John O'Connor is with me to look at this in more detail. So John, what can you tell us about the meetings? There will be 11 meetings in all and they'll be about the provisions of the draft CAP strategic plan for the years 2023 to 2027 includes of the next cap. And what will the format of the meetings be? Department of Agriculture staff will be present. They'll provide important information for farmers about changes that will occur when the new cap commences in 2023. In particular, the information sessions will cover direct payments including entitlements, active farmer checks, agricultural activity and land eligibility changes, stocking rates, eco-schemes, details regarding the new Agri-Environmental Climate Measure, AECM, organic farming and other important information which farmers will need to know now, ideally, so they can best prepare for 2023 in the start of the CSP CAP Strategic Plan 2023 to 2027 inclusive. And when will the first information meetings take place and what are the venues for these Cork meetings? The first information meeting takes place in Mullingar Park Hotel, County Westmeath on Thursday 3rd of March and that's at 8pm to 9.30. All meetings will be 8pm to 9.30. Coming now to the County Cork venues, the County Cork venues are in Charleville, at the Charleville Park Hotel, Charleville, on Tuesday 8th of March, 8pm to 9.30, and the 2nd on Thursday 10th of March in the west of the county, at the Celtic Ross Hotel, Ross Carberry, County Cork, 8pm to 9.30pm. And are any of the information sessions available online, John? 
Yes, on Tuesday, 15th of March, there's an online webinar, and registration for that is at the following, all lowercase, www.gov.ie forward slash cap, all lowercase. The webinar will be recorded and made available online for ease of access for those who cannot attend. Again, that registration, rather short, all lowercase, www.gov.ie forward slash cap all lowercase. And will there be an opportunity for farmers to ask questions? Yes, there will be an opportunity to ask questions from the Department of Agricultural staff present and it might be an idea to arrive in good time for the 8pm start and get a seat near to the podium. It's planned to have a good roving radio microphone with quality sound available from all parts of the room. And John, how advanced is the CAP Strategic Plan? Ireland's draft CSP CAP Strategic Plan was submitted to the European Commission back on 31st of December 2021. Approval of the plan is expected in September of this year, 2022. The full timetable and location of the information sessions, including details on registering for the webinar, will be published on the following website, www gov.ie forward slash cap all lowercase. So John, maybe you could just remind listeners again of the two Cork venues where the information sessions are being held. One is in North Cork and the other in West Cork. Charleville Park Hotel, Charleville, Tuesday 8th of March and the Celtic Ross Hotel, Ross Carberry, Thursday 10th of March. All information sessions 8pm to 9.30pm with questions invited from the audience and that uh, web connection one last time, www.gov.ie forward slash cap, all lowercase. Thanks for that, John. Keith Kennedy, Principal of Clonakilty Agricultural College, is with us this week. Later we'll hear about activities for the year ahead. First, Keith has an update on upcoming Chagask events. Yes, so Chagask is, is running a number of events there in, in, the, in the coming week. Uh, first of all, Stephen O'Sullivan is, is organising a lambing workshop on Monday the 28th of February at 4pm on the farm of Jerry Daly down in Drumclaw East in, in Bantry. Uh, for people who want to drive there, they can set and have the air code. It's P. 75WY00. If you want to register for that, you should call Chagaskibarin on 02821888. And secondly, then Cork East and Cork West are running a, uh, a webinar entitled Is Organic Farming an Option for Your Farm? And that's going to be held on Wednesday, the uh, 2nd of March at 11 a.m. And the details are available on the Chagas website at uh, chagas.e forward slash rural economy forward slash economics forward slash events. And it'll also be widely advertised on the Facebook and Twitter pages of Cork uh, West and Cork East. It's being claimed that final figures for the BEAM scheme show what a spectacular mess had been made of devising a scheme originally meant to help farmers in deep difficulty. ICSA National Beef Chairman Stradman Graham said it was a stunning indictment of the department that a scheme meant to deliver €100 million to farmers had ended up delivering about €60 million and lessons must be learned from this. The initial application process showed that farmers foresaw difficulties with the scheme as their applications were for about £78 million. However, the final results show that 11,000 of the 33,000 applicants will be subjected to clawbacks and some 95% of those will lose the full payment. Lessons must be learned. This fad for conditionality, Mr Graham said, was creeping in more and more and it had to be tackled head on. Either there's a case to help farmers or there isn't. 
In the case of Beam, pharmacy said it suffered a serious price collapse due to Brexit disruption, which had not been their fault. The EU and the Department of Public Expenditure both accepted there was a case to help farmers in trouble and accordingly allocated €100 million. Edmund Graham said the big lesson that must be taken from this is that the department must engage in a meaningful way at an early stage with farm representatives when designing schemes in order to iron out problems. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. Minister pays tribute to marts and to farmers and welcomes the removal of the last COVID-19 specific rules at marts. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell-Lug, has welcomed lifting of the requirement for compulsory face mask wearing at livestock marts from Monday 28th of February as per new public health guidelines. This means there will no longer be specific rules relating to COVID-19 for marts from that date, 28th of February. Minister McConnell paid tribute to the efforts of Mart staff and farmers in keeping Mart's operational throughout the pandemic. Minister McConnell said that Mart managers and their staff, as well as buyers and sellers of livestock, had shown tremendous resilience, agility and resourcefulness during the pandemic in dealing with the challenges of COVID-19 while continuing to trade online and at the ring. Marcy said, showed a remarkable ability to completely evolve their selling practices to meet the challenges posed by COVID-19. Mr McConlogue said, buyers had returned to the ring while online sales were continuing as part of a blended approach. He is convinced the efforts of farmers and marts adhering to the COVID-19 measures had undoubtedly played a role in minimising and reducing the threat of COVID-19 in our communities while protecting Ireland's food security. He admired and respected the efforts of marts and their customers to keep each other safe while keeping the wheels of our sector turning. But Minister McConnell cautioned the risk of COVID-19 still remains in our communities and he urges all farmers and mart staff to continue to take heed of the public health advice and be mindful of others as we move into this new phase. He pointed out that cattle throughput at marts had increased from 1,530,604 in 2020 to 1,841,958 in 2021, despite the challenges of the pandemic. This had been aided, it was pointed out, by Minister McConnell providing grants totalling €233,691 to 61 marts in 2021 to fund ICT infrastructure to support online sales at the marts. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. The Dáil has heard that a decision by Cork County Council to withdraw the Dorsey Island cable car service at the end of March was taken without consultation with the islanders or the relevant government department. The cable car will undergo repairs from the 1st of April and is expected to be out of commission until November. Public representatives, tourism industries and the island community say it's too long to be without the service and alternative transport facilities are needed. The needs of the farming community in particular were highlighted in the dull debate on the cable car issue. It's a vital service for farmers moving livestock to and from the island, especially at this important time in the farming year. 
OPW Minister Patrick O'Donovan confirmed that there was no consultation with his colleague Minister Heather Humphreys and her department on the suspension of the Dursey Cable Car Service. He was replying to deputies Christopher O'Sullivan, Danny Healy-Ray and Michael Collins. Uh, two weeks ago, Minister, there was a shocking announcement at council level that there'd be the suspension of the Dursey Island Cable Car uh, for repairs uh, from April to November this year. This affects residents on the island, Minister. It affects farmers on the mainland that have cattle on the island and tourism. It affects the whole of Allies, Dairies, Ardgroom, Castlemere and many parts of West Cork who depends on, t- on tourism also. Um, Councillor Danny Collins um, uh, put forward a, a motion in council last week, which was fully agreed in council, that they'd uh, request the Minister for uh, Rural Affairs to, to come down to talk about a solution, a solution that the locals feel that is a, a temporary solution, that, not the greatest in the world, but a ferry service that could be possible. Um, in the last two weeks, nothing uh, that I know of uh, has happened. Uh, at the council meeting yesterday, uh, they had no contact back from the Minister for Rural Affairs, and I'd appreciate, Minister, if you could tell us, is the Minister coming down? Is she going to meet with the council officials, meet with the local public representatives and the locals to find a solution that needs to be found in Dursia. Uh, Minister, what I can't understand is why it has to be closed for so long. Because in 1967, it was built in one month for £14,000. That's what it cost that time. And it is going to take eight months now practically to repair it. I can't understand that. We have cranes, we have helicopters... Now, in today's world, that time they didn't have those things, but they still built it in the moon. So I'm asking, why is it taking so long? There are 200 people going there on average every day, tourists. Uh, there's 50,600 sheep in the best of land, and there's um, 1,432 acres of land there. So, and t- there's a spin-off. Coming into the Kerry side as well, to Lorak, Kilmacalow, Helens, Kinmere, South Kerry. Um, the, the, it, it'll be a massive loss. This, this was a fierce attraction uh, in, the, in the entire area at the mouth of Kinmere Harbour. That's what this is. Thank you very much. Deputy O'Sullivan. Um, Minister, <clears throat> Dursey Cable Car, it's, it's more than just a, a form of transport. Uh, you know, Fault Ireland use it in all their promotional material uh, to sell Ireland uh, across Europe. Um, you know, it is also, more importantly, a lifeline for the eight farmers who keep livestock on uh, Dursey Island. Lambing season is upon us, uh, calving season is upon us, uh, and these farmers need to get across uh, to their livestock. Uh, it's an animal welfare issue. Cork County Council have taken the decision to close uh, the cable car on the 31st of March to November. Uh, that's, almost, that's almost nine months. Um, Deputy Healy Ray is absolutely right. Back in the 60s when they built it, they use pickaxes and shovels to erect these, uh, these towers. Um, I can't understand why it's taking so long. Uh, I would love for the department to work with Cork County Council to look at two things. One, is there any chance that measures can be put in place to strengthen the towers for the next couple of months so that uh, the farmers can access the island during calving and lambing season? And two, and this is absolutely vital, that funding will be provided for a ferry service uh, when the Deputy. cable car inevitably closes. Minister? Um, thanks, um, Kian Corla, and I'm taking to this on behalf of uh, Minister Humphreys, and I'm aware of the concerns expressed by the residents of Dursey, uh, by the farming community who have animals on the island, uh, by those that promote tourism in the region regarding the recent decision by Cork County Council to withdraw the existing cable car service to, to Dursey Island in order to carry out maintenance works. It is important to note that the provision, management and upkeep of the cable car is a matter for Cork County Council. 
Cork County Council own and operate the existing cable car service and are responsible for ensuring mainland connectivity for the island residents and for those who require access for the farmlands during the period uh, of maintenance. And I understand that the recent decision to withdraw the cable car service was taken without any prior consultation with the island residents, with island representatives groups, or indeed with the Department of Rural and Community Development. This is not uh, how a local authority should carry out its business. If this service was going to be withdrawn due to essential maintenance work, there should have been consultation with the local community, and equally as important, there should have been engagement with the department. Uh, when maintaining any infrastructure, such as roads, bridges, or in this case the cable car, the local authority is responsible for providing alternative routes to minimise any access disruptions. It is the responsibility of Cork County Council to provide the residents of Dursey Island and all others that are dependent on the service with an alternative temporary service from the island to the mainland while these maintenance works are being carried out. The Minister is disappointed that Cork County Council did not see fit to engage or provide any prior notification to her department about their intention to announce that closure of the cable car. It would, have been prefer it would have been preferable to have had that engagement and to have a solution and an alternative arrangement in place before Cork County Council announced that the cable car was to close. It is a pity that this did not uh, occur to anybody in Cork County Council, and I'm sure that the three deputies will concur with that uh, based on what they've said Count Corley in advance. That said, can I assure the, the deputies that Minister Humphreys is keen to try and find a solution. The Minister understands the urgency of the situation and her officials are engaged and will continue to engage with Cork County Council and the island representatives to try and seek a, a resolution to the issue. Beef prices are reported to be still strengthening. Base prices for steers are ranging from €4.45 a kg to €4.55 a kg, heifers €4.50 a kg to €4.60 a kg, with higher deals for larger lots of inspec cattle particularly. That's based on a report by IFA Livestock Chairman Mr Brendan Golden, who pointed out that beef prices had increased a further five cents a kg this week. Cow prices had also increased, reflecting the strong demand for manufacturing beef. Pea grades are starting at €3.70 a kg, with good quality beef bred cows making €4.20 a kg. Young bulls, RU, grades are making €4.40 a kg to €4.60 a kg. Mr Golden said beef prices in our main export markets, the UK and EU, are strong. The increased activity in UK food service sector is driving demand for processed beef in particular, with reduced production forecasted for the European Union. This creates positive market conditions for our Irish beef. The IFA Livestock Chairman said factories must maintain the upward trend of beef prices to offset the enormous cost increases that beef farmers are faced with this year estimated by Chagas to be 65 cents a kg on some farms. The IFA Livestock Chairman, Brendan Golden, said farmers should shop around and sell hard. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. As factories are actively competing for supplies. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. Organic farming is seen as a viable alternative for Irish family farms and organic farming will play a part in helping to achieve our climate targets. That statement came from the incoming chair of the IFA Organic Project team, Mr John Curran. John Curran is an organic farmer who completed his term as Meath County Chairman. He has represented the National Livestock Committee on the IFA's organic project for the last four years. He replaces Nigel Rennan, who completed his four-year term as Ulster North Leinster Chair at the recent IFA AGM. John runs a mixed organic farm alongside his wife and family in Fordstown, County Meath. He converted to organics in 2007, producing organic beef and lamb. He has most recently diversified into producing organic oats. John currently sits on the Department of Agriculture's Organic Strategy Group and was part of the formation of the review of the organic food sector and strategy for its development in the period 2019 to 2025 inclusive. He said he sees organic farming as a viable alternative for Irish family farms and he sees organic farming playing a part in helping to achieve our climate targets. IFA National President Mr Tim Cullinan said that the National Officers Committee had appointed Mr John Curran because of his passion for organic farming, together with his experience as an outgoing county chair. 
Tim Cullen wished John Curran well in his role as chair of the IFA Organic Project team and thanked Nigel Renan for his contribution over the past four years to the organisation. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. The Tiagas Agricultural Catchments programme team have spent the past week showcasing measures to improve Ireland's water quality. The week included a broad range of topics highlighting work done by the ACP for the last number of years and some of the organisations that it's worked with since 2008. It featured research, advisory and technical work that the programme continues to deliver in partnership with the catchment farmers. ACP farmer John Walsh farming in the Timalee catchment and links with the nearby Clonakilty Agricultural College was one of those taking part in the Water Quality Week showcase. Oshin Coakley, who's been with us on a number of occasions to talk about the Agricultural Catchments Programme, also featured in the presentations during the week, all of which is available on the Tagusk website. Here's a flavour of their contributions. Oshin first. I work with approximately 40 farmers that are operating here within the catchment. I'm based out of the Tagus Advisory Office in Clonakilty, which is situated in the Clonakilty Agricultural College. We get to work with um, the local regional unit. The farming activity that goes on here in Timaleague is predominantly spring calving grass-based dairy production. The typical dairy farmer in this catchment is is farming somewhere between 80 and 100 cows. Soil analysis is a key piece of information to the Agricultural Catchments Programme. It's also a key piece of information to farmers. Hi, my name is John Welsh. I'm from Timaleague in West Cork here. Um, we're dairy farming in Timaleague and we're part of the Tagus Agricultural Catchment Programme. Clannacilty is at one side of us and Kinsale will be at the other side of us. Timaleague is actually on the Wild Atlantic Way. Um, a lovely coastal village with a beautiful old friary in it. We're milking 270 cows spring calving. We start calving around the 10th of January until uh, the end of April. We're very low-lying. It's only we're about 50 metres, um, 50 feet above sea level here where we're farming. All our, our ground is soil sampled, very regular. Um, and Oshin will call with the results and he will... He will go through each field individually and wherever is, if it's lime is needed or whatever is needed and, and we, will, we will do that, we will set out a programme for that then as well. So there is also a, a, a weather station on our farm which we have the app on our phone and we check that regularly if there's a lot of rainfall you check out what the rainfall was. Just farming is a, is a brilliant, lovely, lovely way of life. Like, um, Everybody, I think, strives to better themselves, which I think is good. ACP farmer John Welch in Timaleague, and before that, Oshin Coakley. And you can catch more from the Tagusk Agricultural Catchments Programme Week, showcasing measures to improve Ireland's water quality on the Tagusk website. Well, Keith Kennedy, Principal of Clonakilty Agricultural College, is with us this week. And first off, Keith has some news of an upcoming open day. We've had a face-to-face open day coming up on Friday the 4th of March at 11am. Uh, thankfully, we're returning back to face-to-face. Last year, we had a, a virtual event and, and we also had to run one the previous year, uh, just after the, the restrictions started. But, you know, everything's 
back up and running now and face masks will be hopefully a thing of the past. So it's on Friday the 4th of March from 11am I understand? Correct, yeah, so at 11am we'd normally have visitors would be coming in at that stage and like they, they would still continue to filter in until about 12 o'clock and we'd bring people around in groups around the, the college and we'd also uh, go through courses with them you know, over the course of the two hours that we'd run the event from 11 until 1. The things then that people can expect to see happening in the college on that day? Yeah, so like we would have run virtual events and they're still available online and you could see some of the things there but uh, it was getting back on site and, and allowing people to uh, walk around our facilities and see our classrooms and, and also uh, see some of the machinery and livestock that you know students that would be uh, that would attend the college would be able to work with when they're completing courses from September. We've made some uh, big changes on the yard and, and our equipment over the last two years when people mightn't have been uh, visiting our, our campus as much. You know the college is now a signpost farm and there's an increased emphasis on, on demonstrating actions that farmers uh, can do with clover, particularly urea, and treating yard water, etc. So you know we've started down that path. Uh, we've also upgraded various pieces of machinery and we're in the process of, of completing a driving area that's about three quarters of an acre in size. Um, also, recently we've just secured funding there to start the construction of a 9,000 square foot uh, machinery building, which is something that the college has, has really needed over the last number of years. So, you know, this, uh, it's really positive and, uh, and exciting to you know to get off the ground in, in 2022. Um, and, and finally, then on practicals, you know, we've created some indoor farm maintenance areas for students to work with when the weather is against you and more recently then the livestock side we've completed or we're, well we're almost on the brink of completing a new animal handling unit and we also purchased a, a turnover crate to demonstrate to, you know hope parent to students and just show them the you know the, the things more clearly um that, that they might want to be doing on their own farms over the coming years so you know lots of things have been changing in the college things changing again this year keith because we're seeing the easing of restrictions but you've had two years of it what was the second mm. year like there how's it been over the past year then at the college there the first year it was very uh, you know it was, it was very taxing on, on students and staff to be able to do things remotely and, and you know using technology and you know people who live in rural areas and broadband was an issue so you know thankfully since september we were able to bring people back on site and you know going through all the, the usual protocols with face masks and social distancing uh, that eased off more recently um but we were able to have people on site about 80% of the time and we had a small bit of blending learning that suited some some people more than others but you know it's uh, our courses are, are really hands on and uh, for for a lot of the the programs so to have people on site and to you know see things and do things is 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 really the, the way to go and you know we've seen a lot more student engagement really since since the restrictions have ended and thankfully there's been no outbreaks associated with the college or, or anything like that so like people were minding themselves and, and, and looking out for each other And the courses then that will be available Keith what can they look forward to there over the coming autumn? Yeah so we're, we're still running our what's called the FETAC courses and most people would, would look at them as the full-time green cert and there's part-time options so you know, we're, used, we're doing the, the two-year level six advanced cert so people that would be joining us this year would, would do first year which is called a level five uh, between September and May and then they would come back and complete a level six where they can specialise in Clannacilty in either dry stock or, or dairy herd management and then there's also the two-year part-time course that the college is running in conjunction with Cork West and, and Pat Flannery and uh, you know that, that'll be kicking off again a new version of that in September you can go onto the website and start rolling for that in mid-March it's, the, the window isn't quite open yet for that one and then finally there's also the uh, two-year distance education course well it's, it's actually runs between September uh, of this year and it'll be April of 2024 so that that's a very uh, spread out course in terms of like it's contact one day per month but people must have an award in non-agricultural discipline so uh, there's always interest in, in that course from people that have 
studied in a, in a different field and now they're you know they're interested in getting into the agri sector uh, and then there's also there's always interest that are open is on the MTU Cork course that used to be CIT and that's a four year degree program where the the students of that course in Bishop's Town would, would come down to us uh, two days a week in first year in and second year and also on site at the moment we've got MTU uh, Kerry um, that come out of Tralee and also UCC would be down here for some days of the week doing their Ag Science programme and if people want to see the facilities that might be involved in their programmes you know they're quite welcome to come down to us on, on Friday the 4th. The likes of the higher education ones with with the likes of MTU and UCC they're always handled through the, the CEO but for our own courses it's uh, the, are called the the green certs, uh, level five, level six, part time, full time, and, and distance. Then you're, you're talking about going onto the Chagas website, chagas.ie, and go to the college section on that. Navigate to the courses, and there's a portal there to apply online. So it's all hand- handled that way. It's a, it's a very simple way of, of applying online, and you know we would start looking for fees further on downstream, say around uh, July time for for the course that we'll be commencing in September. We're we're on lots of social media platforms but you know all the information on courses will be on chagas.e forward slash clan guilty uh but we're you know we're constantly updating on twitter uh instagram or more recently and, and also uh facebook you know things that have been going on in the college at the moment and some of the things the students are doing and you know it's a busy time of the year with, with cows calving and sheep lambing so you know keep, keep in touch and follow us on, on all those platforms farm talk on c103 the launch of the diageo regenerative agriculture pilot is seen as a positive development. It's been welcomed by the IFA Grain Committee Chairman, Mr Kieran McAvoy. Kieran McAvoy said that the Irish tillage sector has one of the lowest carbon footprints in the Irish agri-sector and this programme, the Diageo Regenerative Agriculture Pilot, will assess and examine regenerative agriculture techniques which will further improve the tillage sector's environmental and sustainability credentials. The IFA National Grain Committee Chairman went on to point out that farm-based programmes, such as this pilot by Diageo, will play an important role in improving knowledge of soil health, biodiversity and the potential for carbon storage on the selected tillage farms. He said the IFA looks forward to discussing the measures and results with Diageo in due course. Cooperation between tillage farmers, grain merchants and key end-users like Diageo would be vital in addressing the sustainability challenges ahead, and also pilots like this one further enhances the Irish malting, milling and roasting barley supply chain. Part of a statement there from the IFA National Grain Committee Chairman, Mr Kieran McAvoy, welcoming the recently announced Diageo Regenerative Agricultural Pilot. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Well, Walter Furlong Jr. from County Wexford is one of the farmers involved in the Regenerative Agricultural Pilot. And he's been telling me all about it. About five years ago, we started, um, Regenerative Agriculture started coming into our place in terms of we started hearing more about it. Our late colleague Philip Reck was doing a lot of work with Base Ireland and, and, and doing a lot of work in America with, with the term Regenerative Agriculture. And we kind of... We kind of didn't realise we were actually kind of doing it up until about five or six years ago. And what kind of happened was when we, we measured the whole farm in 2009, uh, soil sample-wise, uh, for organic matter. And when we came back in 2021, we uh, we realised that we'd gone up on average of 55% on a commercial uh, tillage farm, which would be, um, be quite an increase because you, you would have often been told that you'd only raise 1% in 40 years. And when we started doing carbon calculations on the farm, 
using different tools. We found we got the result that we were actually sequestering, depending on the tool, but the, the, the most commonly used one, the Cool Farm tool, we were sequestering about 650 kilos per tonne of spring barley grown. So we kind of brought this to the Azure then about uh, maybe four years ago or three years ago, and we've been working with them since on just kind of developing uh, and a, this approach in the, the malt and barley sector. And we've got to this stage now where thank, uh, thankfully the Azure have launched its pilot schemes for farmers uh, around the country and um, we're really looking forward to getting stuck into the middle of it. It's been described this week as the most ambitious regenerative agricultural pilot to take place on the island of Ireland. Quite a lot to take in on that. But there will be a number of farms initially anyway that will be involved, Walter. And is it the idea then tr- to try and get more interested as, as you roll it out? Yeah, well, initially it's, there, there's 40 farms altogether and it's through a variety of companies um, with their customers and various in the scheme ourselves we own a company called Cooney Furlong uh, Grain Company in Wexford which is a merchant company and we have four of our own customers in the pilot scheme as well because we supply the Agio through uh, Comex and uh, so we have our own four in it but we have a lot of farmers that supply barley to us in the in Wexford that are using some of these regenerative approaches already so in the long run we hope to we hope to grow the the, the approach across our own customer base anyway at least because we're in a strong mountain barley area and this this these uh, these regenerative approaches are, are, are very achievable in, in that area. And what will you be doing different on the land that hasn't been done before through this pilot? Well this is the thing that, that this is the reason why we like the regenerative ag approach in, um, more so than any other of the environmental approaches you might hear about is that it's not that revolutionary it's not it's not something that that a farmer will hear and he'll kind of uh, it'll uh, just kind of turn him off because it's too high falutin or what have you. Basically, there's, the, the, there's four key points we find that are the, that are very practical and suit our system best. Like we're very we're farmers now and we're, we're agri businessmen and we're, we're very we're a very practical approach to everything we're doing. And the four key things that we have found in the regenerative ag is minimum tillage and cover crops. Uh, straw chopping and rotation, and th- these are four practices that are used throughout this country. Now, they're not they're not overly common. Look, they're growing constantly the whole time, but they're not uh, they're not new schemes by any stretch of the imagination. They're not new things, but these kind of these kind of tasks will get you a more will get you a carbon friendly farm. So, uh, it's not something in the clouds, if you know what I mean. It's very achievable. Now, there's other parts of of uh, regen ag, such as uh, biostimulants. Uh, wildflower margins, uh, grass margins, intercropping. There's 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 a, a list of stuff about fifteen or twenty things you can do, but a lot of them, ninety nine percent of them, are very very achievable on on a on a practical commercial farm. And Diageo's involvement with this and other partners, I suppose it's you know it's everybody coming together. There is a network of partners involved there, Walter, to help bring it all together. It's fantastic that the likes of Diageo, who are a massive player in this country, have really. Um, got on board with this and supported this and the same the likes of Glambia and Bortmalt and these these bigger companies in the country are on board here too and it's, it's it's a very collective approach and it's a very good news story for tillage farming in this country it's a it's a great boost to the sector and over what period of time will we see all this being rolled out and an end result from it then Walter three to five years is is, is what we're looking at on on this uh, on this pilot scheme so it's a good timeline just to, to kind of to get lads going on it Walter Furlong Jr. there from County Wexford and every success to the regenerative agriculture pilot.
Mairead Tuig is with us for an update on events in Mokra. Hi Barry, it's Mairead here, Shandoon PRO and Ballincollig PRO. Bantir, Barry Rowe and Dunamore have progressed to the Capers final. They were joined by Glanmire and Ballincollig in one of two semi-finals that were held on February 19th in Aero Call. On the night, Leah Buckley from Dunamore Mokra won best female. Matthew Sexton of Barry Rowe Mokra won best male. Barry Rowe's The Swimming Pool Donation won best act and James Healy of Dunamore Macra won Best Producer. The national final will be held on the 5th of March in Capaquin Community Centre in Washford. So best of luck to all involved. Carberry Macra will host a dinner dance on Saturday, April 2nd at the West Cork Hotel in Skibbereen. It gets underway from 7pm and there will be a three-course meal, dancing and plenty of crack, so I'm told. Miss Macra is set to return this year after restrictions meant the last two festivals had to be cancelled. The festival will take place over the August Bank holiday weekend and it shall be the 50th anniversary. Now keep an eye on our social media pages to see what we're up to and new members are always welcome. Thank you. Caroline Jennings has details of this week's ploughing match in Cork West. Kilmeen Ploughing are holding their match tomorrow, Sunday uh, the 27th of February that's if weather permitting on the lands of John and Declan Buttermer, Gera Rossmore, P85 White 3. Now, ploughing will commence at 11am sharp and entries are to be with Ger Collins on 087-775-1001 and by 12 noon today, Saturday the 26th of February. Farm safety training resumes on 1st of March as part of TAM's The Targeted Agricultural Modernisation Scheme. Minister of State at the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Martin Hayden TD, confirmed the resumption of the in-person farm safety training for successful applicants under TAM's The Targeted Agricultural Modernisation Scheme 2. The completion of this training is part of the requirements to draw down payments for approved works which have been completed under the scheme. To facilitate the submission of COP, Farm Safety Code of Practice training certs, and in line with the removal of COVID restrictions, this training will resume in person from 1st of March. Ms Hayden said TAMS is an important mechanism to support farmers investing in newer and safer equipment and facilities for their farms. It's also an opportunity to get the message of safety first onto our farms. Minister Hayden said we had seen significant uptake under TAMS with over 47,000 approvals issued to date and over 25,000 payment claims processed for payment. Farm safety training has been completed and certs submitted in respect of over 27,000 payment claims. That's 27,000 farms per safety put into sharper focus. Minister Hayden added that the farm safety module of the recently launched ATS Agri-Environment Training Scheme is also very important in making farm safety information accessible to farmers. Along with assisting farmers to undertake environmental action, we must also ensure their health and well-being are protected also, Minister Hayden said. The AETS scheme, he reminded listeners, was now open for applications and would encourage any interested farmers to talk to their advisor about participating. As an interim measure, the facility to carry out the course on an online basis will remain in place until 1st of July this year and on an exceptional basis for participants who cannot attend for COVID reasons. 
All courses will be carried out online with the Health and Safety Authority public health guidance available at the time. These arrangements will be reviewed at the end of June. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme this week. Farm Talk will continue at the new time of 7am from Saturday next. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.